Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You see? You see? Your stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> Man. You are one pathetic loser. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. From the world famous Carnival, shit! From the world famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios in beautiful downtown Bedabbler City, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only 
uncensored medical show on the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. Yes, Carl, I could have just edited that out. I chose not to. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medicine provider who gives me street cred, the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. This is a show for people who never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you got a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-Poohhead. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at drscottwm. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt and act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your healthcare provider. All right, very good. Please don't forget uh, stuff.drsteve.com, stuff.drsteve.com for all your Amazon shopping needs. <clears throat> really makes a huge difference. And if you want to do something to support the show, really, that's probably the number one way stuff.drsteve.com check out uh, tweakedaudio.com offer code fluid it's holiday time for those stocking stuffers I think that still works I don't think we get paid anything no. but you still get 33% off so what the hell uh, and check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net Tacey and I are back doing Patreon although she's gone for the next two weeks so I'm going to have to do a live stream by myself but patreon.com slash weird medicine and if you want me to say fluid to your mama uh, do a cameo cameo.com slash weird medicine I, I would do them for free the five bucks is just I, it's the lowest they'll let me charge I just like doing them they're fun to do and uh, I had somebody I think Nick Alec said that if I did them for free then I would just get inundated so so I guess that's probably true better that i'm charge a little bit why well, yeah. they actually did a study that showed that if you charge a dollar to people to come in you know make them pay a dollar up front to come into the emergency room they stop using the er as a um as a primary care office mm -hmm. that's all it takes yeah no i know it. i guarantee it that's something anyway yep. all right all right guys check out dr scott's website at simplyherbals.net. It's spelled kind of like simplyherballs.net, but with uh, one L lagging. <laughs> and uh, uh, we do have to issue a correction. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So last week. So when Tacey does topic time, which everybody knows is. It's Tacey's time. Okay. So when Tacey does topic time, I she gets mad at me, but I'm always going online and finding the original article that she's talking about because okay. she'll pick up something from CBS or somewhere this or that, and I'll always look up the journal article and then we can talk about it. And she's like, "Well, is this my topic time or yours?" It's like, "No, it's my mm -hmm. show." So, but yeah, it's your topic time. But this is the whole point. So anyway, <laughs> Tacy last week did a story. And one of us sent it to her, so we are culpable. It was probably me, but um, it was a journalistic medical, and you know how I feel about medical journalism, mm -hmm. article that uh, said that according to a study published in the New England Journal of Medicine, ogling women's breasts is good for a man's health. And we were all like, <laughs> great news. Well, it turns out. Well, that's because you're an idiot. Oh, rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely false. Oh, um, bummer. 
So uh, staring at a big-breasted woman is a form of exercise. Uh, no wonder Jane Mansfield's husband was Mr. Universe. Or, what a what an old reference. Does anybody remember Jane Mansfield? I mean, I do, because I nope. jerked off to her constantly when I was a kid. <laughs> she was sort of the trashy Marilyn Monroe Ooh. with bigger boobs and stuff. But anyway... Um, but according to the text of a purported news article that has circulated online since the 1990s, great news for girls walkers. Well, shit. I, I, I can't read English. Great news for girl watchers. Ogling over a woman's breast is good for a man's health and could add years to his life, medical experts have discovered. According to the New England Journal of Medicine, just 10 minutes of staring at the charms of a well-endowed female is roughly equivalent to a 30-minute aerobics workout, declared gerontologist Dr. Karen Weatherby. So this goes on and on and on, and Tacey reported it as fact, and I didn't look it up because I think I wanted it to be true. Yes. I think that's why. Well, that's because you're an idiot. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, it... it <laughs> So this article referred to was not printed in the New England Journal of Medicine mm. or, in fact, any other major medical journal. It's a reworking of a piece that is run on at least two occasions in the celebrated tabloid, The Weekly World News. There you go. So do you remember Weekly World News? I think they're out of business now. At least I haven't seen them in a long time. Really? They used to have the the Bat Boy on the cover, and then for a while they had they got they got into the news because they had a picture of Bill Clinton meeting at this alien. Oh wow! And um and they were shaking hands, and the oh, alien was talking about how they were going to help mankind and all this stuff. It was just a bunch of crap. Oh fun! So here it is. This is from. Weekly World News from 1997, and then reprinted in the year 2000. It was it was like a comedy. Uh, it was a parody of a tabloid newspaper. Okay. But they would sell it, okay. and people would buy it, and some people bought their bullshit. And unfortunately, ugh, apparently I'm one of them. <laughs> it says, great news for girl watchers. Ogling the woman's breasts is good for a man's health. Can add years to his life. So, yeah, so... Um, oh, here we go. Just 10 minutes of staring at the charms of a well-endowed female, such as Baywatch actress Pamela Lee, is equivalent to a 30-minute aerobics workout. And this is a different gerontologist, declared gerontologist Dr. Franz Epping. Dr. Epping and fellow researchers at three hospitals in Frankfurt, Germany, reached the startling conclusion after comparing the health of 200 male outpatients, half of whom were instructed to look at busty females daily. The other half told to refrain from doing so. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so the study revealed after five years, the chest watchers, so they did this for five years, had lower blood pressure, slower resting pulse rates, and fewer instances of coronary uh, heart disease. So it's complete horseshit. Oh. And, um, yeah. Well, but it's not bad for you, though. 
No. So as long as it doesn't hurt you. That's right. It's like vitamin D. Yeah, you know. This probably doesn't do you any good, but it doesn't hurt anything. But it might. It might. <laughs> uh, it says, although weekly world news occasionally slips up and prints a true story, we bl- suspect this one belongs in the, quote, how to tell if your dog worships Satan, uh, <laughs> unquote. And... Um, Oh, this one is true. New remote control device gives women orgasms at up to 80 yards away. That's not a bullshit story. Oh, gosh. No, those are those things are real. Really? Yeah, you can buy a little <clears throat> vibrating Benoit balls with remote on it, and you can run it up and down. Opie and Anthony huh. did that on their show with, uh, I can't remember if it was uh, Sandy Kane or somebody like that. Oh, yeah, and they would uh, run the um, the remote up and down. So huh. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, this has me now wondering what happened to Weekly World News. So we need to be looking that up. If if PA Lydia were here, she would have already looked it up. <laughs> so let's see if they are still. But to be clear, we're saying it's not harmful. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Weekly World News. That looks like they're online now. Oh, it was a tabloid published mostly fictional news stories from 1979 to 2007. And, uh, yeah, their final issue was in 2007. They had a circulation of 1.2 million. Weekly, let's do Weekly World News, Alien, and uh, Bill Clinton. Because <laughs> that's a good one. Um, yeah, this is. I love it. Um, okay. <clears throat> well, now I've, I went to the wrong place. But uh, apparently the Alien um, was. Um, uh, helping to guide uh, Bill Clinton to, um, you know, oh my God, there's the bat. <laughs> look at the. Look I at, do. I actually do remember, remember the bat the, child. That bat child, I do. So that that was a. And it says bat child escapes, oh. and it shows this horrific kid with sharp teeth and big giant bat ears <laughs> screaming. <laughs> oh, I love it. Alien in the slammer after fistfight with Bill over Hillary, <laughs> and it shows Bill Clinton with a with a. Uh, He's got a black eye. <laughs> with a black eye, yes. <laughs> and the alien's got his mugshot. Washington D.C. Police Department. <laughs> I love it. I'm about, to, I'm about to start reading that. Alien thing. in the slammer after fistfight with Bill over Hillary. That is hilarious. Heck, that's a, that's about as reliable as some of the other news sources. We've oh, got here, yeah. Years. Here's another one. Clinton hires a three-breasted intern. I've never seen and it shocked Hillary said, I thought he was a leg man. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've seen three nipples, but I've never seen three breasts on, on somebody. Yeah, there was a, a porn star that got a boob in the middle. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was popular for a while. Obama <laughs> appoints Martian ambassador. There he is with the alien. <laughs> and then flying cats terrorize West Virginia. <laughs> so, just the best. I'm going to have to check that thing out. Oh, yeah. the uh, Just check out Weekly World News. Oh, <laughs> here's the bat boy. Coalition or- leaders order half human, half bite. Or, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Coalition leaders order half-human, half-bat to take a bite out of Saddam. And it shows a picture of Saddam Hussein uh, with the bat boy <laughs> biting his shoulder. <laughs> and Saddam's got a, his eyes are real big, like big googly eyes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so uh, rest in peace, weekly world news. And you still 
effing us up after all this time because we fell for it. And I, I don't it. know how. I knew when she said that, that this cannot be true. And then there was a part of my brain was saying, I think I've heard this one before. But on the other hand, I was like hoping it were true. Yep. Oh, yeah. So anyway. I'm pretty sure. Give me some ammo to talk to Tacey about her reduction mammoplasty. Mm -hmm. See, if you hadn't had that, then I would have lived longer. Mm. (laughs) Jeez, it is her fault, whatever it is. All right. So what do you got? You have something uh, today to talk about, right? Oh, I do. Oh, you mean for fuck's sake. Yes. (laughs) The the ganglion nerve block. Right. So... uh, what I saw was a news story that said new treatment for PTSD is effective in uh, veterans mm-hmm. or in a veteran. And I, I think it was an end of one. But what they were, I thought it was going to be ketamine because I'm interested in that because I'm doing ketamine mm-hmm. uh, therapy myself through, a, you know, a physician. And uh, but no, it wasn't that it was a thing called a stellate ganglion block. So um, it said research has been studying the use of stellate ganglion blocks. Do you want to talk about what a stellate ganglion block is? Because you do those, or well, you are involved in them. Well, I don't do them directly. The uh, I do a similar thing with, with the acupuncture needles and electrical stimulation. Um, the guys that I work with next door, the pain medicine guys, do uh, stellate ganglion nerve blocks. So what where, we, where is it? So it's in the neck. So it's it's about the sixth cervical vertebra. Okay. You know, the uh, the we have seven. Okay. Most of us have seven cervical Give vertebra. Give thyself a bell. Um, and um, and uh, right. So so you know, and you can kind of identify where that seventh cervical vertebra is if you bend your head forward. There's a little um, knot that sticks out the bony knot that sticks out the base of your. <clears throat> um, neck. neck, and that's the seventh cervical vertebra. So one up from there is six, and and what you can do is you can go in just beside where the carotid artery is, the carotid artery Ooh, sheath. I don't, I don't want to stick a needle in that. No, you don't want to. You don't want to get too close to that. But um, just in front of that, you can go in, and and what they what they'll do with a a, 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 a sympathetic ganglion block here is they'll inject a numbing agent right into this ganglion, and and. Steve, Dr. Steve, what that ganglion is, that ganglion is like a... Collection of nerves. It's a collection of nerves where the nerves in the brain are coming down and nerves in the body are coming up and they kind of meet in the middle. Not and, everybody uh, has a stellate ganglion. Are you aware of that? No, no. Only 80% of people have. No, no, I did not know that. To have a stellate ganglion, there's two ganglia have to fuse together. Huh. And 80% of people, there's a cervical, uh, inferior cervical ganglion... And then there is a first thoracic ganglion, and that will fuse together in about 80% of people, and that is what creates the stellate ganglion. The other 20% just don't have one. Huh. So I wonder if that would be a little harder to identify that that ganglion. Yep. But what what a lot of times we'll use um, a ganglion block, and it doesn't – you can there are ganglions up and down your spine, so you can actually do ganglion blocks at different levels. Sure. Um, so, so in other words, what they they started researching this specifically for a thing called um, CRPS, which is chronic regional pain syndrome. Correct. You know which you've heard. Regional pain. Did you yeah. say complex? Complex re- regional pain syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, it used to be RS, R, RSD um, re, right. reflex, reflex sympathetic, sympathetic dystrophy, dystrophy, which was a little more tongue tongue tying. But anyway, well, there was type one and type two of CRPS and type. 
one was reflex sympathetic dystrophy, and type two was a thing called causalgia, and they were just dumb names. So mm-hmm. they combine. They call them complex regional one. pain syndrome one and two. But anyway, yeah. But so it's so this is a really challenging thing, and and I guess the best way to to describe this, and and I think why the the there's the research that they've done a lot of research on now doing these ganglion blocks for PTSD is because. And a lot of people, and, and you know this and I know this, doing pain medicine, but, but if you've never had this um, unfortunate experience or if, you, you know, if you're not in medicine you don't treat it, you know, we see a lot of people with what we call upregulated systems. Right. So their whole, their whole sympathetic nervous system is just really hyper-vigilant wired. hypervigilant and the adrenaline's going anxious, all the time. Uh, yeah, hypervigilant, yeah. anxious and nervous and, Correct. and just really hyperreactive to everything, touch, sound, everything. Right. And we see that a lot of times after somebody's had a traumatic injury, like, um, and it can be anything from falling, you know, you know, falling off a roof or being hit by a car to, you know, seeing, just witnessing something, right. you know, something really horrific. Yeah, I had PTSD and PTSD. witnessing somebody trying to break in my house. Yeah, so 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 yes, it can be anything. Cold, just no reaction whatsoever when I caught him. Just yeah. turned around and walked out, and I was like, Oof. "Oh shit, yeah, that's yeah, that, that messed me up." <laughs> that is that is extremely. I know. I walked through the streets of Chapel Hill for a, a couple of years, you know, just thinking to myself, you know, everywhere. That you're that you fools everywhere you're walking, murderers and yeah. criminals have you know have have walked these same streets. You all have this this um, illusion of safety, and oh. it's just an illusion. And um, anyway, finally, yeah. I got that under control. Well, it, but I think it, I think <laughs> what you're saying is it took a while to get it under Sorry. control. Is, yeah. is very important because you can't. There are there are there's no um, great. Pharmaceutical therapy. Correct. There's no great non-pharmaceutical therapy. Correct. You know, th- th- this has to be a physical, a cognitive, emotional, um, um, and, and a pharmaceutical <laughs> therapy. All these things combined to help um, treat a PTSD or someone that's got this upregulated system. So, and, and what we found is that people who are, are really, really upregulated, it's very difficult to break that cycle of pain. And, um, and, and what they're showing with, with these ganglion blocks is, and, and, and a lot of times you'll, have, you'll see people do ganglion blocks to, to diagnose a CRPS. So in other words, like especially in the lower legs, they'll do a, a ganglion block in, in the lower back, and it shuts the pain off instantly, instantly. The pain comes back, but what we're hoping is over time, if you can do some of these blocks in addition to other therapies, you know, and it may be physical therapy, it may be occupational therapy, it may be acupuncture, maybe cognitive behavioral therapies, all these things can be extremely beneficial, but they need to be used in conjunction with one another. So, the, but the benefit Correct. Of this, of, yeah, but the benefit of this ganglion nerve block is that it's almost, Dr. Steve, it's almost instantaneous. They'll, and it's a teeny, super teeny needle. It's a needle just a little bit larger than a, than a, um, diabetic needle but and if you've ever had any kind of lidocaine or anything like before uh, procedures s- stitches or whatever the it's about that size of needle really and it, it because what they use is they use um typically something like a lidocaine bupivacaine marcaine kind of numbing agent and they just literally squirt it beside a nerve and it numbs that nerve and it's almost instantaneous what if i can learn yeah. how to do that oh gosh yeah with you with, with your anatomical knowledge and your and your um, your gifted hands, I'm sure. <laughs> but it, but there's, well, no, wanna, there's no doubt, in, there's no doubt in my mind you could do it. I wonder what their hypothesis is for PTSD, though. Well, that's kind of that's kind of the the the, the surprise in, in, to a certain degree, and then not a surprise 
Um, the fact that this 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 ganglion block will actually reset everything instantly. So it, what it helps, it helps the sympathetic and parasympathetic um, nervous systems um, balance out a little bit. Well, it's interesting. It says here uh, that uh, stellate ganglion blocks may help PTSD due to decrease in nerve growth factor levels, which is what you're talking about is mm-hmm. resetting. Yep. Reducing norepinephrine levels, which is also known as noradrenaline. It's first, you know, cousin to adrenaline. Mm -hmm. An increased sympathetic nervous system activity that happens with PTSD. So that would speak to your Mm -hmm. reset of that sympathetic nervous system. Now it says, U.S. Food and Drug Administration hasn't approved stellate ganglion blocks for treatment of PTSD but healthcare providers may may use them quote unquote off label for PTSD. Fuck off. There's no labeling no. for a procedure. No. Not like this though. This is incorrect. This is very misleading. It's not off label because there's no label. If I write uh what's a good okay. So let's say there's a drug gabapentin. Mm-hmm. 20 years ago, and it's uh, seizure medication, and I it's only indicated for seizures, but I use it for neuropathic pain, the pain that's associated with damaged nerves. Mm-hmm. That's off-label. If I prescribe the I word, <laughs> which is, you know, <laughs> indicated in humans for uh, parasites and some other conditions, <laughs> but I use it for an RNA virus... Uh, then that would be an off-label thing. I'm allowed to do it, mm-hmm. but I don't need the FDA to tell me whether I can do these or not. I can stick a needle anywhere I want to That's, that as long as I'm yeah. willing to accept the consequences. That is true. That is very true. Uh, so it says here, more recently, researchers has, have been studying the use of stellate ganglion blocks for other mental health conditions, including depression, anxiety, and psychosis. Oh, give me ketamine any day. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it says here you lie on your back in a procedure table. They'll use a thin needle to inject a local anesthetic into your neck near your voice box with an ultrasound or fluoroscopic imaging guidance. Mm-hmm. Your provider will insert a second needle, carefully inject an anesthetic medication. So are they actually looking for the stellate ganglion with that? I mean, can you yeah. see it on ultrasound? Yeah, that's that's what they do. They do it like that. Uh, well, I'm going to take a class. Yeah, fluor- fluoroscopy is okay, but you know, fluoroscopy's got no, it's radiation. Radiation is yeah, ridiculous. And, and there's Use no an ultrasound. Yeah, an ultrasound is way more way more effective. And it's, okay, and it's, and it's something you can do in a normal outpatient um, yeah. clinic. I mean, it's a bedside thing. You, you lay somebody on their back and get them really comfortable, and it's. Um, well, you know, I've been the thinking about just literally literally takes five minutes. Starting a a clinic where we can treat some of these things with l- drugs that typically aren't used. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go to any provider and get Prozac mm-hmm. or Cymbalta, but if those things failed you, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So typically you know, there is try, ketamine. Typically, they'll put them on another antidepressant. That's correct, and, then and they just keep going and going and going. Yep. So, you know, I failed on SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors like Paxil, Zoloft, and Prozac. Mm -hmm. And then I failed on the SNRIs, the selective norepinephrine, I'm sorry, serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors. And that's uh, like Cymbalta and, um, no, what's the other one? Um, Pristine, Pristique or whatever. Pristique, yeah. And then um, 
Then I also failed on bupropion, which is a different antidepressant. Never tried Trintelix. But because I failed on all of those, I, I couldn't tolerate them, and they didn't really do anything for me. Um, that's what qualified me to start something alternative like ketamine. But I'd like to have a clinic in place so that when we finally do have um, the ability to write microdosed psilocybin, that we'll have a mechanism ready to you know start prescribing it. And we're going to have therapists and do oh, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. This but if I could do stellate ganglion block... Heck, you know, a non-pharmacologic uh, treatment for PTSD, I would love to do that. So I'm sending this to myself to remind myself to see if I can find a class somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty good stuff there. Yeah. You know, in, in any, any of those really complex pain syndromes, complex um, um, psychological issues, they rarely respond to just a single thing. Agreed. Rarely. Agreed. Rarely. Talk Usually. therapy plus medication is better than either one alone. Right. Yeah. Talk therapy, physical therapy, all of the all of, all the therapies combined. A lot of times are is really what you need for the really challenging cases. I'd like to have a comprehensive center where we did meditation and do all that stuff. At least teach people how to do it, or hell, sell them a damn Oculus with the Trip app on it. <laughs> I mean, why not? You could, but then, but then again, there's there's there, you you do miss the. Person-to-person contact. Well, I'm you, saying you, as a as another as an adjunct. Yeah, yeah, okay, no, yeah, not just by itself. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. As long as you got in a in a, in a really um, comprehensive clinic, I think it'd be great. Yeah, we'd have to have a PhD therapist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To lead to else. lead someone through the you know the, yeah, the counseling, cognitive behavioral yeah. therapies. Yeah. No, I think it sounds good. Yeah, I'm big on cognitive behavioral therapy. That helped me a lot. Shoot, yeah, yeah, and it's in, and it is, and you never know what's gonna. Um, Set you off. You never know what's going to trigger you. And, and I always tell people that the the number one thing you need to not do is compare yourself to others. And Correct. if, and if right. it upsets you, then it upsets you. Right? Other than to know that other people have gone through They've gone this. through the same thing. Yeah. My anxiety was so bad, I would curl up in a ball. I almost didn't get to go to medical school because, because of this. Oh, wow. And But there was some... I don't consider myself to be the, all that strong of a person, but there was some reserve of strength in me that I had that made me go to work every day and made me challenge the anxiety because I didn't want it to be in charge of me. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's just the, the same thing like when you're driving down the mountain and your brain says, okay, it's time to sleep, and your eyes start to close. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you trying to kill me? Mm-hmm. I thought we were on the same side. Yeah, this doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> Doesn't make it and uh, the anxiety thing's the same way. Yeah. It's like there's a part of your brain that's like fight or flight constantly. It's like there's nothing going on right now. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I had to do challenge therapy. I was my anxiety was so bad. I'm not kidding you. Mm-hmm. It was I, I contemplated checking myself into a an asylum somewhere. Sure, sure. But I wasn't psychotic, so they wouldn't take me. Mm-hmm. Or you know, jumping off a cliff. Yeah. I was that. That's how bad it was. And um, uh, but I uh, I think I told the story of how I finally got cured of my the majority of it. But I just kept challenging it. I went to work every day because this is what happens. You have a panic attack when you're at the movies. So you stop going to the movies. Then it happens at the grocery store. You stop going to the grocery store and then it happens going out and getting the mail. So you don't go outside anymore. And then the next thing you know, you're confined to one room of your house. And Mm -hmm. even there, you're. Still miserable. Not comfortable. Yeah. So 
um, the one one thing is not giving into it. So I went to work every day. I did things that palpably made me uncomfortable, like going to the movies or being in crowds. Mm-hmm. And so I and I was in therapy, too. Mm. And I also found that there was a medication called Combid, which was prochlorpyrazine, which is compazine plus something else. I can't remember what was in it. And they used it for nausea. But that was one of my symptoms. And when uh, my brother actually gave it to me. okay, And uh, uh, when I took that first one, it all went away. Wow. And I realized at that minute that it could go away. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of recovery for me. And uh, so I went to the North Carolina State Fair in Raleigh, and my love of fireworks eclipsed my fear of crowds. Mm -hmm. So I went there with my wife at the time, and uh, it had rained for like five days, so they didn't get to do the fireworks. So it was the last night of the fair, and they shot off all the everything at once. It was the greatest (laughs) fireworks finale that you could ever imagine. Wow. And I was totally blown away by it. But I knew I was going to have a problem because anytime I had a good day, I was followed by a bad day. Like if I I laughed a lot with a friend, I knew the anxiety was coming. And um, on the way out of the the fairgrounds, they just had one sort of chain link door. And... 10,000 people trying to get all get out of the same door. Mm-hmm. And so I was in the middle of this vast sea of people, which was my worst thing was crowds. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't move. I mean, it was shoulder to shoulder. We were not moving. And That's my awful. wife looked at me. She said, are you OK? And I went, I'm, I'm going to have to be. And at that moment, my brain realized I either have to die right now mm-hmm. or I got to get better. Mm-hmm. And weirdly... After that, I got better. Now, it was still, I'm not saying it just went away, but I could feel it ebbing away (laughs) to where uh, for a long time I still couldn't walk in front of an open window if it was bright on the inside, dark on the outside. I couldn't see what was out there. Um, But uh, even that went away. So, you know, if you are having this problem right now, if you're having panic attacks or PTSD, it can be cured. You don't have to live like this the rest of your life. But it took a shitload of work on my part, and mm-hmm. it took not giving into it. And again, I'm not talking like, oh, I was such a tough guy or whatever. There was just something in me that just wouldn't let it win. Yeah, you know. That's... And uh, get get help. Yeah, it's a get tough. Help. It's a tough thing to treat, though. Yeah. It really is a yeah. tough thing to live through. Doesn't mean you're weak. It's your brain oh, is hello. rebelling against you for whatever reason. Yep. Say, I don't know why. I don't have an answer for that. Well, I, you know what I think? I think sometimes it's 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 it's, it's like a virus, like an opportunistic virus. I think there's yeah. something gets in, in that gets brain into virus. you, and, and all of a sudden, it's an opportunistic thing. It's like, hey, real, right now is when you panic. Before this is a really good time to panic even more. Yeah, and you're like, oh God, maybe maybe I should panic right now. And then well, it's, it's a cycle that's just really painful. You may have be onto something there, Doctor Scott. There are computer programs mm-hmm. that optimize their own ability of their coat to pass on to the next, you know, uh, processing cycle. Gotcha. Like some of them are viruses. Some of them are games like the game of life, stuff like that. And it may be that there is some advantage 
inside the brain to some of these circuits firing mm-hmm. and it causes them to fire more because mm-hmm. they see that as an advantage mm-hmm. yeah and uh, because they they're proprietary or they you know it's a turf battle inside the brain who knows yep. but those circuits are they they want to fire because somehow that that gives them some sort of advantage mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It's, it'd it's be fascinating. Yeah, we'll have to look it up see if anybody's done any, uh, any ex, you know, really um, thoughtful research on it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, not just medicine research. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, anyway, so stellate ganglion block, pretty interesting. All right, you got anything else? No, that's that's the main thing. You didn't even bring that. I brought it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. I helped a little bit. Yeah, you did. No, you did. You helped a lot, but particularly while I was coughing. My stupid bronchiectasis, this is COVID-related from 2021, uh, still kicks in every once in a while. And then I get this histamine release, and my nose runs, and I sneeze, and it's just a nightmare. The people on the YouTube channel had to witness it. Uh, the, the people listening to this after I edit it yeah, <laughs> won't yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have to. No, thank goodness. Anyway, all right. Well, let's uh, let's do this one. Cool. Doctor C. Yes. Sorry, I have another question. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, we didn't hear the first my, one, so you're fine. My friend, she doesn't. She said one. She doesn't get the flu shot every year. Okay. Because she, one time she got the flu shot, and it got her sick. The flu shot got her sick. <laughs> I said, you know, Doctor Steve, we talk about you all the time. Doctor Steve <laughs> doesn't believe that. He says. He believes that you probably were getting sick, already had the flu virus, and it just, once you got the shot, it kicked in, you know, rather the, the virus came to fruition or came to full, whatever, and you got sick because of that. Um, 
Okay, so yes, I'm gonna we'll go through that just for her. We've done it multiple times on this show. But the other thing is, he didn't say she got the flu. He said that she got sick. Mm-hmm. You can get sick after having a flu shot. There's no question about that. Oh, there are yeah. adverse oh, reactions yeah. to. But what you can't get is influenza. Mm. So if she's saying, I took the flu shot, and then um, three days later I got influenza, that is temporarily may be correct, but the cause and effect is incorrect. The mm. flu shot didn't cause it. Mm. The typical flu shot that is given to people are killed. I mean, they were never alive. They're just chunks of antigens tapped onto some sugars and stuff like that. And um, we inject these, and the body makes a, an immune response. And the reason you have to do it every year is because the stupid virus mutates. Mm. So what they do is in the northern hemisphere, they look at what's happening in the southern hemisphere and then assume that it's going to come here relatively unchanged, and then they make, real quick, make the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes they're wrong. Yep. One, one year, the uh, flu vaccine was only 6% effective mm. against getting influenza. It was still very effective against dying from it. Oh, good. good. So uh, that's the key. Uh, so if, you know, if it's a killed, I'm uh, sorry, not, it's not even killed. It was never alive. It's mm. just chunks of antigens. Then it is not possible for you to get influenza from that because there's no flu DNA invading your cells and then recreating itself. So what normally happens when someone gets influenza after taking the flu shot is they were exposed to influenza on Saturday. Mm. They get their flu shot on Tuesday. And then Wednesday or Thursday, they come down with influenza. Yeah. They go, see, see. Some bitches. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, the other thing that a lot of people get, especially after those vaccines, uh, is a big histaminic response. So they'll feel like they've got the flu yes. because they've got flu-like symptoms. Correct. They've got aches and pains and and a, maybe a slight fever and a really fatigue. But that's what you're supposed to, or not supposed to, but that's not uncommon after any vaccine. Anyway, it just shows that your body's, your body's mounting an immune response. Yeah, it's it's and you know what they what they talked about, you know, or I've heard people speak of, is that the more robust a response is to a vaccine, the better your body's going to fight it off in yeah. the future. Well, yeah, which makes, makes sense. sense, right? I'm just I'm, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, tell her that, and uh, it's a form of uh, bias that um, you know where two things look like. They well, they happen temporarily. They happen at the same time, but they're not related causally. All right. Right on. Very good. Cool. Get your flu shot. Great sweat. Oh, here's his other question. I see. <laughs> now. I Hi, Doctor Steve. Hey. I have a question. Sure. I don't take Xanax, but I take Zoloft. I take a lot of Zoloft. I take um like seventy five milligrams. That's not a lot. I don't know if it's once or twice a day. I can't remember. I always take it once a day at least. Okay. But, um, now, and is Zoloft, I know Xanax is a benzo. Correct. Zoloft supposedly isn't a benzo. That is correct. So <clears throat> uh, Xanax is alprazolam. Mm-hmm. That is a, in a class of drugs called benzodiazepines. Mm-hmm. Those um, are uh, what they used to call minor tranquilizers. Okay. In other words, they're really good for anxiety. Yes. 
and they're good for sleep. Yes. They have sedative properties. They're great before MRIs. Yeah, yeah they're really <laughs> good before For MRI. some of us. <laughs> Zoloft is an SSRI mm-hmm. antidepressant, mm-hmm. so selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. They work by completely different yeah. mechanisms. Yeah. So, okay. The Zoloft really fucking helps. Like, Good. I don't get pissed off and want to beat the shit out of people. You don't hear Good, me. yes. And the thing is, if Zoloft helps with your anxiety, it's not, it, well, there is a mild withdrawal syndrome, but it's not addictive the way that benzodiazepines are. You can have benzodiazepine addiction where you crave the medicine. You take it for non-medical uh, purposes despite, the you know, beyond the point where it's doing you harm. Zoloft won't have that. If you stop it suddenly, you may go through withdrawal, but it's a milder withdrawal, and um, it's uh, not life-threatening like benzodiazepine withdrawal can be. Uh, and it's usually one to two weeks. I had it when I quit Cymbalta suddenly with, before I realized you had to taper off easy, these oh, things. Yeah. But the easy thing is if you ever want to get off the Zoloft, uh, you just uh, have them uh, give you a taper. But just anyway. taper it down. Okay. Don't hear me screaming. Like a Joey C, like a like a maniac. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Let's leave Joey C out of this. Good <laughs> Lord. I don't know. <laughs> Joey C is uh, poor Joey C is in the whoever dab- he well, he's is. in the dabble verse. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know much about him, but this guy's calling him a maniac. I did not call you that, Joey C. That was this guy. I don't drink at all, so, um, but I take. Percocet. I take um, oxycodone, whatever this shit is called. Yeah, it's oxy. Percocet is oxycodone, which is an opioid, and uh, with uh, in combination with Tylenol or acetaminophen, and it's usually it comes in five of oxycodone with three twenty-five of acetaminophen or seven point five or ten, but it's always with three twenty-five of acetaminophen. Mm-hmm. I take ten milligrams. Um, up to four times a day. I never take four a day, but um, usually about two. Okay. But I have it up to four times a day. And because of that and the Zoloft, they're saying that I, my medication for the uh, pain medication needs a prior authorization mm. every single mm. month. And this dumb bro, I mean, this very nice female doctor lady will not write a 90-day prescription. <laughs> Well, you can't. So oxycodone is a Schedule II drug. It can only be written in the United States for 30 days at a time. Uh, You can write three different ones. That is legal. You can write up to 90 days, but you can't write a 90-day supply. You can write one month, so he takes four a day, up to four a day, so he get 120 tablets. The next month, he can get 120 the next month after that, he can get 120. You can give them all three of those prescriptions at once as long as they have today's date and the future fill date. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. So today is October 7th. So I would give him a prescription for 120. Uh, and then on um, November 6th, he, they would have the next one. And then December 6th or 5th or whatever. They would get the third one, each one for 120, dated with both of those days on it. Single month, she sends in a refill for it, or every probably five or six weeks, she sends in a refill for it, and uh, I have to call the pharmacy because I don't, you know, I I don't get it. 
because <laughs> your insurance is requiring prior authorization. This is an insurance problem. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't know what kind of insurance you have, but your insurance is requiring prior authorization every single month. One of the reasons that they're doing that is to keep uh, doctors and other pro- healthcare providers from just writing it on and on and on without thinking about it. Okay. If they have to fill out a prior authorization, then they have to at least think about it for a second. Mm-hmm. Now, most of those providers they have somebody in their office that does the prior authorization, mm-hmm. but they still have to say, go get a prior auth on this person. But, um, and uh, they say, oh, you need a prior authorization. Right. Every single. Right. And you know that. So just make sure they do it mm-hmm. when they send the prescription in. Yep. Month. Why is that? Is there, like, I don't drink. I don't use any. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with you. It's mm-hmm. your insurance company is doing this. And you could ask them. Mm-hmm. You could call your insurance company and say, seriously, why are you requiring prior authorization every single time? And they'll say, well, that's our policy because it's a Schedule two. And if that's the case, then you don't have much wiggle room except yeah. for changing your insurance, which for most people is not a, no, an option. Not a great idea. Street drugs. Um, is there any, like, issue with the taking the uh, um, pain medication and the Zoloft at the same time? Now, I do take uh, not really. pain medication every single night. Every yeah. single night. Okay, that's okay. Um, and it sounds like your provider is doing all the right things. Talk to your insurance company. See why they have instituted this policy. If they are singling you out, you may be able to get them to change that because maybe their algorithm, it's just like the YouTube algorithm, uh, very often uh, deplatforms people for the wrong reason. You have to go appeal it. So, But that's who you need to call. This is not a pharmacy issue. It's not a provider issue. It is purely a, an insurance issue. Okay. All right, good questions, both of them. All right, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, oh, hey, Dr. Steve. This is John Melendez. No, it's not. You probably know me as a world-famous Dr. and John. Uh, okay, I do know John, and this is not this is not he, but let's see if there's a medical question uh, in here. Today's my birthday. Oh. and uh, That is true. John had a birthday recently. Happy birthday, sir. I'm 55, although I look 40. And uh, <laughs> if I drink 27 beers a day, how old is that make my liver? Yeah. What do you think? 28, 29? Because it gets a good workout. All right. Oh, uh, what's Cardiff's real name? <laughs> what's Cardiff's real name? Yeah, it's uh, Mr. Electric. I don't know Cardiff's real name. No one does. It's a mystery. Well, it was but, uh, yeah. I thought it was diffic. What? No, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you, I'm taking a bell away from ah! you. Oh, oh, oh. Dr. Scott's not into the dabble verse, no, so when I he takes a stab at it, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking no, about. No, I've got no clue. Sorry. I'm, uh, uh, so I'm not a dabbler. It's starting to um, uh, overlap into our show just a little bit. That was not uh, Stuttering John. And but uh, do you know it? Do you know of a calculation that you can do for liver age depending on how much you drink? No, but let me look that up. Yeah, that'd be good. That it would have be been good if you'd done that while the, I was playing the phone call. But that's okay. You're not PA, Lydia. It's fine. <laughs> oh, for <fuck's> sake. <laughs> no, I'm not. But um, yeah, the 
liver has to metabolize lots of things. It is the chemical factory of the body. And there are drugs that pass through the liver, and then they're converted to the actual actual drug. So we'll call that a prodrug that you take, and then it's converted into the actual drug. And then when it's further broken down, we'll call those molecules metabolites. And ethyl alcohol goes through a couple of stages, and one of those is to be converted to acetaldehyde. And there are some people that cannot uh, metabolize it further than that. And those are people that when they drink, their face turns red and they feel like shit. And uh, they, um, they really just can't drink because they can't metabolize alcohol properly. And uh, then the next, there's another phase. Another phase, well, it causes a lot of stress on the liver. Not completely dissimilar to what acetaminophen does to it. I mean, you can kill yourself if you take too much Tylenol because the liver can't, can't handle it, overwhelms it. And after a while, you can cause so much inflammation in the liver from drinking that you get a thing called cirrhosis, which is just scarring of the liver tissue. And if you stop drinking soon enough, you can reverse it or at least stabilize it to the point where it doesn't bother you. But everybody's different. Some people can drink their whole life and get knocked down, uh, wiped out, drunk every single day, day in and day out, and never get cirrhosis. Mm. And then you have other people that I've seen where they're, you know, 30 years old, they've only been drinking for a year, and they've already got end-stage liver disease. Uh, there are other things that you can get from chronic alcohol uh, abuse, and one of those is a thing called Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome. Someone was on line trying to make that argument about John, and I, I don't agree with that. I've never examined John, so, you know, anything that we say would just be hypothesis, but I don't see any history or any signs of Wernicke-Korsakoff. For the people who have been around for a while, Lady Di, um, Lady Di or Diana Urbani, I'm most likely has Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome. It's a dementia that's caused by uh, prolific drinking, mm -hmm. and it comes from a l lack of certain nutrients in your diet. And uh, that's, we normally see that in people that drink to the exclusion of everything else. Mm. <clears throat> so anyway, um, John's never asked me for any advice about his health, and all we know is what we see. And uh, so I only answer things hypothetically. This didn't have anything to do with him. Just in general, that's what happens to some people when they drink a lot. And I am not making any comments about him whatsoever because I really can't. You know, wow. how can we do that? I mean, we just see what we see on the Internet. That doesn't uh, – but I don't want anybody to be ill, nope. and, uh, particularly if it's preventable. But anyway, we all got to live our own lives the way that we live. Anyway, all right. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Um Hi, Dr. Steve. I just listened to the episode. Sorry, two episodes behind. I listened to the episode with bacteria. Yeah. Um, and how you said it was the same as in yogurt that it is in the woman's vagina. Correct. I What I said was that it's proof that our creator has a sense of humor because the same bacteria that make yogurt is the same bacteria that makes a healthy vaginal wall. So... Um, so in theory, would it be possible, because I know to make yogurt, you need milk and you need to heat it, treat it, but you also need to introduce some type of bacteria. Right. 
So in theory, could you take yes. a swab of a female vagina and then introduce that into the milk to make your yogurt? Tell me. I sure. I wonder if anyone's ever actually done it. Oh, the thing you is know that somebody they, has. I, you, you know they you had. They've yeah. probably done it with breast milk too, yeah. which is just even more gross. But I mean, just <laughs> that somebody's just doing, you know, using human parts to make th- or human secretions to make stuff. Right. But uh, yeah, in theory, you could. But now, there's not just lactobacillus in the vagina, though. Yeah. That's the thing. You'd have to isolate just the lactobacillus. Scott, look that up and see if anyone has ever made yogurt from vaginal secretions. I'm just very curious if someone has uh, done that. Let me, let me finish this guy's sure, call. Sure, sure. yogurt? Um, and who knows? Maybe it'll turn into a health uh, food trend like uh, eating placenta. <laughs> okay, anyway, love to hear the answer on that one. Well, you know, that is oh. funny. Uh, you know, with Gwyneth Paltrow pushing vaginal steaming and stuff, why couldn't we just push vaginal yogurt? Did you find anything? Not yet, but I am looking. Hey, hey give me a minute. Help. I'm trying no, to think we don't have things. a minute. That's the whole point. <laughs> All right. Yogurt, yogurt. How are you? How are you searching for it? I was looking at. Um, can I make yogurt out of vaginal search. juices? Okay. All right. <laughs> Carl loves that. Okay. <laughs> Using vaginal fluids to make yogurt. Here you go. There you go. Uh, la- Lactobacillus is a class bacteria responsible for transforming milk into yogurt. Same class bacteria lives in vaginal fluid. Bacteria can be cultured and grown overnight and then inoculated with milk and incubated. And here, med students makes yogurt using her own vaginal bacteria. Bay Area natural food enthusiasts may not even be able to handle this recipe. A med student has come up with a way to make yogurt with her own vaginal secretion. Well, she's trying to prove a point. Celia, uh, Cecilia Westbrook, an MD-PhD student at University of Wisconsin, and her friends wondered why they're so many semen-based recipes and nothing on Google about cooking with vaginal juices. Oh, no, yes, yeah, so, well, we're, you're being discriminated against. Yeah. Westbrook knew most common bacteria in healthy vagina is lactobacillus. That's the same bacteria found in yogurt, cheese, and dairy products. We'll make cheddar cheese out of it. Then you've really done something. <laughs> uh, she chronicled her vi- findings in a blog titled How to Make Breakfast with Your Vagina. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I couldn't think of another way, but that would be... Anyway, Tacey's not here to no. tell me to shut up. She grabbed a spoon, a pan, a candy thermometer, set out to create yogurt from her vagina, the ultimate locally sourced cuisine. Well, there okay, you there you go. Uh, okay, she harvested healthy vaginal fluid using a wooden spoon. A wooden spoon? Oh, ah, no, it's all dry idea. and weird. Gets splinters. And uh, she did a taste test. She did taste it. She described vaginal yogurt as sour, fresh, and tingled a bit on the tongue. Mm. Reminded her of Indian yogurt, and they ate it with blueberries. Well, good for them. I think that's awesome. I'm, I'm, you know, there's your answer. All for it. There you go. All right, Dr. Scott. Well, I think we ought to just wrap it up. I don't think we can top that today. <laughs> Sounds good to me, Dr. Steve. Check, that's pretty good stuff. <laughs> check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. Uh, please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. Uh, thanks for everyone that made this show happen over the years. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel. Sirius XM channel 103. You can listen to it over the satellite, but the best way to listen to it is on demand. 
Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website, drsteve.com, for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.